This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What is up, advanced English learners? Mary Daphne here. And if we're meeting for the first time, welcome to Advanced English. This is the place for you to improve your fluency, your confidence, and your clarity in English communication. Speaking of communication, sometimes it's challenging to know how to speak in a different social setting. For example, what to say and how to say it. Specifically, how formal or informal we should speak. The way we communicate depends on many different factors, and it is always context-dependent. So in this lesson, I'm going to teach you the Del Himes speaking framework to help you decide how to speak in any English communication situation. Let's get into it. So Del Himes created the speaking framework to show how the way we use language, meaning the way we communicate, is largely dependent on the context in which we use the language. So to speak correctly, we need to know vocabulary and grammar, yes, but also the cultural context. The speaking model gives us the eight components we need to understand how to effectively communicate. Okay, onto the speaking model. So each of the letters stand for one characteristic of effective communication. S is for scene and setting. So think about what location you are communicating in. Are you at work? In which case your communication will be more formal. Are you with close friends at a coffee shop? In which case you'd be more casual in your communication. When we're in more cozy settings, we might share stories and personal details. When we're in public settings, we might be more reserved with what we say. So this is your physical location. Remember that. P is for participants. So that includes you and the people that you're communicating with. It could be a group of people in a conference room, an audience you are addressing, but it can also be people that you're telling a story to or a colleague you're doing a Zoom call with. So it's the people you are addressing, but it could also be others who might hear what you're saying. In other words, they overhear you. E, E is for ends. So ends is the goal, the purpose, the outcome of the communication or the conversation. Why are you talking? What is the point of having this conversation? For example, are you trying to convince someone of something and change their mind perhaps? Are you trying to get hired by a company? Are you trying to apologize to someone? Or are you telling a joke? A is for act sequence. Act sequence is the order that the communication occurs. So, for example, when we're giving a speech, we'll have a hook, an opening, main points, and a conclusion. If you're running a meeting, you'll have an opening sequence, then address different points from your various departments, some interruptions from team members here and there, and closing remarks. When telling a story, 
you have the story structure, but you also have some collaborative interaction, some interruption and questions from the listeners during the storytelling. Every communication situation unfolds differently because they all have their own act sequence. So keep that in mind. K is for key. Key refers to the way something is being communicated. For example, it's the nonverbal communication, the gestures we use, the tonality in our voice, the emotions that are evoked in the communication. So Del Himes calls it the tone, manner, or spirit of the speech act. For example, you might address someone in a more serious manner if you're apologizing to them. Or you might be animated and enthusiastic when pitching a product to a potential customer. I is for instrumentalities. This means the style you communicate in and what language forms or registers you use. So by this, we mean the level of formality that you use in the conversation. And there are five different types of language registers, according to Martin Juice. There's the frozen static register, the formal register, the consultive register, the casual register, and the intimate register. N is for norms. Norms are the social rules that govern the communication event. That means there are socially acceptable ways of acting, reacting, and behaving in different situations, right? So if someone's telling a joke, we can laugh. If someone is trying to apologize, the mood is more serious, right? You get the idea. D is for genre. Genre is the type of speech act or communication event. For example, you might tell someone a story to perhaps teach them important lessons, or you might file a complaint, or you might make a promise to someone. These are some examples of speech acts. So there you have it, the Delheim speaking model. It's a great tool to use when we want to understand how to approach any social situation and how to communicate appropriately. Think about the message, its purpose, who you're speaking to, and where you are physically. This will help you tailor your message to your audience and also communicate more effectively, which is the goal ultimately. So now that I've shared our thoughts, I want to hear from you. What other strategies allow us to communicate more effectively and fluently? What has been working for you so far? Share that with me and the others in the comments down below. Thank you so much for joining me. Don't forget to smash that like button, turn on all notifications so that you don't miss a lesson, and subscribe to Advanced English for more lessons like this one. I'll see you in the next one. Bye for now.